what is good everybody welcome back to another episode of the bird flock podcast uh we are joined today by someone with a super long list of accomplishments that i'm gonna have to go to my notes to to read all off of but uh 2018 peter gorman trophy winner that's the u sports rookie of the year two-time canada west all-star u sports first team all canadian canada west player of the year vanier cup champ ninth overall pick in the 2022 cfl draft and then the cfl east rookie of the year it's tyson philpot ladies and gentlemen yes sir thank you guys for having me excited to get on here and talk some football yes sir fired up to have you obviously thank you so much for joining um I think where I kind of want to start, uh, obviously your journey, your your story is kind of long and kind of crazy. Obviously, yeah. football runs in the family a bit, but I, I want to jump through a little bit and get to, you know, just before where you're at right now. And that's the whole CFL draft process, the CFL combine process. What what does that kind of look like from you, obviously, coming out as one of the top Canadian talents? What does what that starting off, I guess, with the combine? What does that look like? Yeah, no, uh, that process was really cool. You know, uh, as a kid and stuff like that, you dream of the combine process, whether it be the NFL or CFL. Um, and you kind of, you know, uh, once you get to that point in your career that it's time to put all the marbles in the bag and, you know, it's time to get drafted. So I think that uh, just as a kid and like growing up watching football and stuff like that, uh, that was big for me. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of pressure, of course, uh, just knowing of what happened in Calgary and what me and my brother were able to do. But yeah, I think... Uh, it went, it went well. Me and my brother, uh, we actually went down to the States to do some training and just get around uh, those kind of people that were uh, like living at those expectations. Uh, Javon Holland, who plays in the NFL, we were training with his dad and pops and stuff like that. So kind of just getting that kind of atmosphere. But then I think, yeah, coming into the CFL draft, um, yeah, it was just all about showing uh, showing up what we're about and, and just putting it on paper at the combine. And then, yeah, it sure. worked its way out from there. It worked very well. Worked out very well. And so the the CFL combine is a little bit different than the NFL combine where you have a regional combine and then you have the national combine. Did you yeah. skip, did you and your brother skip the regional combine and jump straight to the national? Yeah. So some guys just based on film and stuff like that, they give straight national invites. So me and my brother both blessed to be able to do that. And then, yeah, just go straight to the national combine. Uh, sometimes it could be a blessing to use the regional if uh, you want to have better times and stuff like that, but yeah. just worked in my favor. Yeah. I was able to go straight there and then show mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. can you uh kind of take us through draft night you know it's not uh as publicized <laughs> as uh you know the nfl is you don't see all the phone calls being made and all that stuff so can you kind of take us through the, the the process of what it's like for you for sure yeah i mean you know waking up that morning you know definitely had some nerves uh and it's all dreams are coming true that day but for me, uh, me and my brother did it together. So, you know, we just had our, our closest friends and family around us. Um, TSN actually did a pretty cool little shoot uh, for us. We're starting uh, to more and more get more like the NFL. And I think eventually we're going to be able to do some live uh, draft stuff. But we were able to do yeah, a little uh, draft shoot for it. And, uh, you know, it was just all emotions the whole day. Uh, celebrated, of course, sounds like that's that Montreal call because – uh, I was like I told Coach Kahari at the time uh, that was low key one of the places I really wanted to come, so it worked out in my favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, after that happened, it was just straight celebration and just uh, we're just blessed to be in the position to to play in the CFL and following Dad's footsteps for, for sure. sure. And what what was one of the what were some of the main reasons you liked Montreal so much and that was like near the top of your list? Uh, so when I came out to the Vanier Cup, just seeing the the fans. I mean, yeah. they were all cheering. They're all cheering for us, especially playing in Montreal uh, against or playing in Laval against Montreal. Yeah. So all the fans are like, yeah, you got to beat Montreal. So 
just seeing uh like restaurant waiters and stuff and them know about football uh was very eye-opening for me and yeah. definitely struck home coming from bc especially where you know uh, uh back in the day you know the fans weren't too too into football especially in bc and stuff like that so yeah just feeling the feeling the city and the vibe was definitely a big thing for me yeah and then obviously talking about your brother jalen um is this the first time you guys haven't played together yeah first time ever wow. that uh we've ever went head-to-head or not on the same team yeah that's not you guys started week one against each other right yes but he didn't even uh play he was injured so it could have it could have matched up as our first uh ever career cfl games would, would have been against each other but i already checked the calendar we got him twice next year so there you go yeah, we all we all won one there we go <laughs> and uh We've talked about a little bit about your brother, but now about your father. Yep. Uh, he obviously played in the CFL for seven years. And before we got on here, you talked about uh, living in BC and stuff like that. How much did he help you through you and your brother through the process of getting drafted and kind of in your both, both your first year in a place that wasn't really your home? Yeah, definitely. Um, he was always just in our corner if we needed to, to talk. I mean, he's been there, uh, he's done that. So he kind of always said that, you need any uh, experience or anything uh, just to let him know so he was always just just giving us uh circumstances where that he had been in and like he pretty much uh guessed the rookie season how it was gonna go uh, before it actually did so uh yeah it's just big you know having someone in your family that's been there before and that can just kind of <laughs> give you that support uh was huge but with off-season training i uh, shadow area academy because they're the ones that got me got me right for sure and uh eddie ferg and karen lopez uh they're big supporters for me too that's awesome. And I, I don't know if a lot of people realize your dad didn't just play in the CFL. Like your dad played in the CFL. <laughs> like I'm looking at these stats from 95. He put up 22 touchdowns. Yeah, I think that that was the then record. Uh, oh, but I think he's now second. I think uh, uh, someone beat, beat it. I think it was a receiver, though. I think it was Milt, maybe. Yeah, it might have been Milt. Milt, 23, I think. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I was telling uh, Dom Davis last year when he was getting up there with those. Yeah, yeah 13, times. yeah. I was like, hey, man, I was like, you know who holds that record? You got to go get that. <laughs> so how much of not not necessarily chasing your father's legacy, but just the success that he had in the CFL, how much of a motivation is that for you kind of to, to chase? You know, obviously, he was super successful. Yeah, not huge. You know, uh, of course, anytime uh, my name gets brought up in the CFL, his his does, too. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely something me and my brother uh, since young kids. And we used to tell him, too, as a goal that we we're going to be better football players than him. Um, and he's he's already kind of given us that. Uh, he's very proud of us. And he thinks that uh, we've definitely uh, accomplished more than he has uh, at his young age. So uh, those are just great words from him. And, yeah, now I always tell him that uh, I'm coming for everything he had. So. <laughs> I love that. Look, speaking of uh, of maybe being a better football player than your dad, uh, this offseason, you actually worked out in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, like, what that was like. How did that even get started? How did you guys set that up? And what happened when you were out there? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks to my agent, uh, Rob Fry. He was able to, to get in contact with Pittsburgh and set that up. Uh, I'm just assuming based on film and uh, what they saw this year, um, from limited snaps and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the opportunity was just amazing, you know, to be able to go into a locker room. Uh, I mean, I'm watching these guys on TV every Sunday, uh, seeing Minka Fitzpatrick and all these guys was a really cool opportunity and kind of just eye-opener, you know. Uh, when we got there, you got to see all the top-notch facilities and then 
have some lunch with all the guys and then you're right on the field uh, working. Wasn't too bad a workout, quick 25 minute, run some routes and stuff. I was there with Keon Schaefer Baker as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was running really good routes. But yeah, just like an eye opener, just to show that uh, me being a 22 year old Canadian can uh, easily make that jump. And I just kind of felt in place too. So just showing me that uh, I just keep, keep continuing on the path I am and I could definitely get there. So, but yeah, and just being a Canadian that's gone all the way through Canada and hasn't really done anything in the States is really cool too. And and when you were up there, I don't know if he was still on the team at the time, but had you talked to, had like Claypool reached out to you at all? And had you talked to him about Pittsburgh? No, yeah, he wasn't on the team. He had already been traded, but uh, I have, he is from uh, Abbotsford, BC. So we train with the same uh, Air Raid Academy that I was, I mentioned before. So uh, we have talked before and stuff like that, but no, nah, I, th- I thought it would have been a cool thing now, get some Canadian receivers up there together. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so jump jumping into obviously the CFL in this year now. Um, obviously, we, we spoke to Stanback on Monday, and you know his big message was he he wants to get all the boys back, right? Yeah. Um, we look we, you look at the roster now. You know, Jake's a free agent. Gino's a free agent. Um, Reggie's a free agent. The, like the, the whole receiving yeah. core outside of you, yeah. pretty much, um, yeah. is not under yeah. contract, which is crazy <laughs> to think, but. Um, has your training or just your approach to the season changed at all, knowing that, like, without a doubt, you're going to be thrown into a, a much bigger role this year? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, having a coach with coach, uh, talk with Coach Machocha at the end of the season, too, uh, just assuring me that i got to come to camp, making sure I'm ready to compete for a starting job. Um, definitely uh, eye opener too. I, I was knowing it was gonna uh, happen and stuff. But yeah, I'm the same way. Stand back. I want all my boys to come back. But I definitely, yeah, mindset's definitely been switched to uh, as soon as I get to camp. You know, I'm gonna win a job to start mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I'm not gonna wait all season. But yeah, definitely, uh, it's, I feel like there's gonna be some new faces for sure. Um, hoping we get all the boys back. You know, our, our room last year was just so close, and you know, I learned so much from Gino and Jake and Herji and Kaon, all those guys. Um, but yeah, I definitely think next year is uh, is the time to just to go and uh, build off the momentum from last year. So uh, definitely gonna keep taking steps forward, and yeah, I'm ready to go for sure. Excited. That's awesome. Yeah, and the the Alouettes came in in, in December and they announced a new they hired a new coach, Jason Moss. Yeah. Uh, have you had a chance to speak to him about what he kind of expects from you and what he expects from the team yet? Or for sure, yeah, we did have a one conversation so far and. Yeah, I'm really excited uh, from other people I've heard, too, uh, that he's just a genius with the offensive mindset and he's, he loves to get uh, his best athletes the ball and move everyone around. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and yeah, he, he told me his one thing was make sure you come with the, in the best shape of your life because we're going to hurry up and we're going fast. So Love something that. I'm used to at Calgary, too, and I'm excited to, to use, I mean, use your speed that way, too. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the new offense and I'm ready to go. You said uh, before about you joked around saying like you got your your offer from Pittsburgh in limited stats uh, snaps. Do you think like your ability to to make moves in space helped you get those snaps? Like you obviously came in your rookie, you're not going to get those snaps right away. Mm-hmm. You kind of turned into the Montreal Alouettes little version of Debo Samuel, where you can take <laughs> a jet sweep and break it off for for 80 yards if you have to. Do you see that being a, a big play in this offense too? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like I've always kind of got that kind of comparison. Me and my brother, you know, 
always like to be the dynamic receiver, never want to be just one dimensional. So I think, yeah, having that uh, running back kind of background and being able to take jet sweeps and stuff like that, just, yeah, can elevate my game so much and just bring so much to the table. You know, uh, I took a couple of handoffs off the backfield too this year and just doing all the, anything that the team needed. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely. I think uh, if some more touches, some more uh, handoffs and stuff like that, I can definitely maybe get to that 1K mark. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to to say like your first few games were a slow start by any means because yeah, yeah. like at all. But um, fun little story: Shane and I we have season tickets oh, to the man. Owls. I was just gonna. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we have se- we have season tickets to the Owls. Um, and before every game, we load up our our little betting apps and we place bets and whatever just to yeah. make the game all that more fun. <laughs> and we we just looked at each other on the drive up. We're like, Tyson Philpot anytime touchdown scorer plus twelve plus twelve hundred odds. Let's lock it hey. in. And then you scored your first ever touchdown. Really? Yeah, that day. So it was gross. You got tackled at like the five yard line and still. Or maybe it wasn't the first. It wasn't your first one, but I know. I know it was at home. Um, Yeah, the the both my first two were actually home. It was either Winnipeg or Edmonton. I think it was the Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Oh, Edmonton. Uh, Yeah, Edmonton's first career ever. (sighs) Not because the the Edmonton one was like the five yard little you leaked in. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was untouched. Yeah, Winnipeg, no, no, no. Yeah, it was it was the other one. one. It was the one where you looked like you were going down at the ten, and you somehow stuck yeah. through. And earlier in that game, you had almost scored on either a kick return or something. Yeah, else. yeah exactly. But uh, all this to say, walk, walk us through <laughs> that first CFL touchdown, right? Like, uh, how does that feel? Yeah. So uh, at that point, uh, I wasn't like starting on the offense or anything. So uh, I knew when my package gets called, uh, kind of what plays uh, are going to get called. So. Uh, yeah, Coach Acia told me that uh, this was a, a high-priority red zone play, so uh, I was excited for that in practice. But, mm-hmm. yeah, once uh, he called me on the field and I heard the play in the huddle, I definitely got a little antsy. You know, uh, it was a misdirection, Gino going one way and me going the other. So I kind of knew that everyone was going to go with him. So, uh, yeah, it was just as soon as the snap hit, I was patient, uh, let Gino go across and watch the whole defense run with him yeah. and then snuck, snuck out to the right side. And yeah, that's what, um, a couple of my teammates said I probably could have went for 80 because yeah. I was untouched. Yeah, untouched yeah they untouched. followed Gino. And then touchdown. Yeah, I, love, I love to see hitting the anytime bets. I'm a little yes. sports better too. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, and then you mentioned him just now, AC, Anthony Calvillo, obviously the CFL GOAT probably, right? Yeah. How, how oh, much yeah. is he played in your development of you know learning the system and just learning obviously the cfl game you're super familiar with but just the adapt yeah. the adapting to the pro-life yeah huge you know uh having ac uh i was just big you know i grew up watching him of course uh he's a go like you said but yeah just being able to hear from that kind of legendary status and him being able to break down the game too it's kind of just hits different you know and just i mean what he was able to accomplish uh in the game and what he sees on the field, you know, no one sees it like he does. So mm-hmm. to be able to get tips from him and just how he breaks down the plays and just his mindset is really different. So I, I really uh, thank him and everything that he did in my first year. And, you know, I definitely owe him a lot to that for sure. As you kind of get going more in a receiver role, there were times that you went back and you returned punts and you returned kicks. Is that yeah. something you kind of want to want to get away from and just focus more on receiver or do you absolutely love doing that when they when they give you the opportunity yeah no I I would definitely say it's something I love to do Uh, I did a little bit in college but they didn't need me to uh, as much but yeah that's I love just having the ball in my hands you know 
uh, especially when you can get a kick return or a punt return in the CFL with all that open field. All you got to do is really make one guy miss and you hit the crease. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was really cool to do. Uh, I mean, I feel like I kind of got my feet wet too, uh, just getting the nerves out uh, whenever Chandler was hurt and couldn't do it. But, you know, Chandler's a baller, so uh, I, I'm happy backing him up whenever – uh, he, he needs me, but yeah, it's something for sure. If, if it was ever in question, if it, anything they wanted me to do, I'd definitely do it. But, you know, I love watching my boy Chandler score too. So yeah. Recently re-signed Chandler too. We, yes, we were sir. fired up to see that fired up to see that. Me too. Me too. For sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. So again, we asked Stan back uh, on Tuesday when we, when we spoke with him, so, some of the keys of, you know, what's going to lead to Montreal Alouette's success this year. Um, yeah. In your mind, what, what's some of the key things that obviously getting the boys back, but um, mm-hmm. th- that'll, you know, lead to that success this year? Yeah, I think just, I mean, same thing we had last year is just having a great locker room is one of the first parts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we have to build that team camaraderie, camaraderie and be uh, like brothers from the start. It's the only way you can get over like what, what happened with us when we started uh, two and seven, I think it was two and seven, yeah. two and seven or two and nine. But uh, yeah, I've just got to lean on each other. But I think, uh, like, having just a, a good start, you know, uh, kind of camp was a little uneasy last year, too, uh, with all the strike stuff. So we weren't really able to, to gel right away. Um, but, yeah, I think and it's just going to come down to finishing. Uh, last year, we kind of were a little, uh, didn't finish always in the red zone. I think we had one of the worst red zone finishes uh, at the start of the season. So I think, yeah, those little pieces and uh, just just playing football, out football. We played it at the end of the season, you know, I think uh, – yeah, at the end of the season, I think we could have played with anyone. We could have beat anyone. So I think finding that spark earlier in the season would definitely help. And, yeah, like I said, name of the game is the finish. Put the ball in the end zone. So that's mm-hmm. something we need to do. Yeah, I mean, Shane and I were looking for – we were looking for flights to Saskatchewan last year. We were fired up. We, yeah. we, like, the, the way you guys were playing, like you said, you guys could play with anyone near the yeah. end of the year. And we, we were – fully expecting a little run there but i don't know where the great cup is this year i think it's hamilton in hamilton or, hamilton yeah, yeah so yeah, not so. not too far away uh, we'll, we'll we'll definitely make definitely sure a lot closer exactly <laughs> that's what i'm thinking too uh-huh. and uh have you uh have you talked to any of the guys uh entering free agency just to see where their mind's at and uh can you can you break a little a little something here for us and, uh... Uh, i haven't talked to i mean obviously everyone wants to know about gino but uh I haven't talked to Gino or anything like that. Uh, I, one of my close friends, Kayon Julian Grant, I've been poking at him all the time, trying to get him to come back to. That's my Canadian brother. Uh, can't can't say for sure if he's going to or not, but uh, that's someone that I've been getting at, trying to get him back. But man, I think uh, as free agency comes these next two weeks, uh, hopefully a lot of people will start signing back. You know, I think we're so close, like we said, so. Uh, but yeah, kind of my first off season, so I don't really know how all this stuff really works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sitting back watching you, like you guys too. But yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping, like we said, uh, the, the core comes back and we can get it done again. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then for us, jumping back to last year, the, the highlight, obviously, starting off with with you getting drafted was we, we were fired up because like Canadian boys, yeah. we we always watched U Sports, and yeah. I remember when you guys were in your your first Vanny Cup. And I watch, I'm like, oh shit, Philpot. And then I'm like, holy fuck, there's two of them. And then like, ever since then, you guys have been like, there's been, you know, news stories about you guys, that the TSN stuff. So that was like yeah. a huge, like super fired us up to get the year started. But then as the year went on, one of the, our favorite things was the Owls owner, Gary Stern on Twitter, right? He, he was learning how to tweet. He was kind of taking like yeah. a, a Mark Cuban approach to, you know, being super involved in the city, super involved with the fans. 
how much do you guys in the locker room kind of talk about that and appreciate, you know, your, your owner being such an advocate for the Canadian game? Yeah, no, I think, uh, especially in the CFL too, uh, that it's good. I mean, I think any publicity is good publicity for sure. Um, so yeah, it definitely came up and stuff like that. You know, he had some cool, funny predictions for the yeah. games and stuff like that. It was all fun for us. You know, we thought it was kind of, kind of cool to have uh, the only owner in the league, you know, uh, that has full support of his team that would go out there and tweet like that. And, uh, and, and we started making them right up towards the end of the season too. So yeah, I think I thought it was cool, you know, uh, no issues with that. Uh, I, I thought it was funny. I always talked to Gary too, before the games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. gave him a fist bump and told him we're ready to go. So yeah, I thought it was funny. And if he comes back next year with the predictions, uh, hopefully he comes right too. I'm ready for a week one predicted win for sure. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, that, was, that was something uh, I was, you just brought up, but Will Stanback brought it up too last last time and how, how open Gary Stern is and, and oh, said yeah. that he gave Stanback his uh, his number and said, call me anytime. How, yeah. like, how great is that, that your owner kind of like got rid of the barrier that most owners have with their player? And how does that make you feel like how much – does that make you want to play more for Montreal? Oh, yeah, so much. Just knowing that you have the full support of your owner and everyone that's up top in the admin. And it kind of just makes the relationship a lot more easier, too. You can come and talk to him if you need anything or just have that, like you said, open relationship that uh, there's not kind of like a hierarchy where you feel like uh, you can't go up there and talk to him. And I feel like that's with all uh, coaching and admin on our team has really been uh, like a team first atmosphere and team first vibe. So I uh, never thought we could have any issues with any of the coaches. So uh, it's really cool. Beautiful. And my, my last quick question here, we spoke about it a little bit before. Um, the, the merch here we're rocking right now is crazy. The vintage <laughs> yep. Al's merch. How how deep into like the eBay and the Facebook marketplace archives have you kind of dove into to find some of this stuff? Yeah, no, I've so this one's actually custom made. I got to shout out my boy uh, Warren Newman. He was on the team for a little bit last year. Uh, his girl got a dump for me. I got another vintage one too. But yeah, I've definitely uh, hit a couple of the vintage shops in Montreal, and there's a couple of Facebook Marketplace uh, accounts that I found. Yeah, that have the cool uh, Reebok old school uh, CFL yeah. stuff. So I've definitely got a couple of things for pregame uh, next year that I'm gonna rock. Uh, and yeah. Unfortunately, I have some, I've seen the old BC stuff uh, living here, so yeah. I gotta, gotta make sure I have all the nice Montreal stuff too. <laughs> and then, just <laughs> quickly related to Montreal, um, do you have any favorite favorite restaurants, favorite spots you've hit in Montreal since you've been here? I mean, it's kind of like fast. My favorite spot, uh, it's kind of like I guess you would say fast food, but the Poulet Rouge. Uh, okay. We don't have any. We don't have anything like that in in. Uh, uh west canada at all so that's low-key been a big spot for me it was close to me too but rest restaurants uh i'd have to say now let me think i mean poutine wise le banquise is always fire classic Classic. that's classic i I was put on that um but now i still gotta do some more exploring there's a couple places in old port i liked uh la terrace was cool too but uh yeah no, I'm excited to do some more exploring for sure. If you guys have any suggestions. Yeah, we'll send you some recommendations for yeah. sure. For, for sure. sure. I love to eat, so. There we go. Uh, then, I think I think we're kind of wrapping up here. And uh, we just want to end it with kind of like a fun segment here with you and uh, talking about you and your brother. So yeah. let's start here. It's just kind of rapid fire. Just 
Okay. Random questions that we thought of that we thought would be funny to talk to you. So uh first it's just it's just basically you against your brother yeah uh, who's faster oh that's me for sure easy he knows that too check he the 40 that? time oh yeah he knows that check the 40 time too it's always been me okay <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right uh who's stronger uh we we could give him that i guess he got <laughs> me he got me on the bench but we're yeah I, i'll give him that every once oh. in a while i'll get him but <laughs> Before Shane, you ask the next question, I just got to know, obviously, like you shared that moment together getting drafted, but was, was there any, or since then, has there been any like shit talk a little bit that he was taking a few spots ahead of you? Oh yeah. Most, yeah. We This probably comes up in almost every conversation, not every conversation, but if we're together, it's going to come up at some point. Most definitely. Then but you, we uh, also you got talk that rookie about, of the year. Yeah. You can yeah, clap exactly. back with the rookie of the year. Say, yeah. No, I always let him know about the rookie of the year. And we talk, uh, we talk about, yeah, who finished uh, farther this year. All that stuff gets brought up every dinner. So yeah, it's a, it's a healthy competition. Gets us both going. Love that. Uh, question three here. Who's got the better hands? Huh. Um, I would definitely say me. I feel like I'm the more fluent receiver, you know. Uh, I'd say I'm like a 95 and he's like a 93. He's got good hands, but yeah, not as good as mine. I, I go up in, I go up in Moss, guys. Like, he's he's got the screen game in him. Yeah. And uh, we talked about how great watching you score touchdowns was. So, uh, a little touchdown celebration. Who's got the best one? <sighs> Yeah, I, I kind of got clowned for my celebration this year by my teammates, so I'll give him his. He had, a, he had a kind of a nice one. But, yeah, they told me they didn't like to wipe the chest off. They told me it's too, it's clean. too lame. That's what I thought, too, you know. I got that from, from college, but, you know, I got uh, I got a little – I put the – I did the AB. That one was nice. Yeah. Uh, AB actually posted it, but I'll give it, I'll give it to him. He had a, he had a nice uh, choreographed touchdown, Sally, for his first one, so he can have that. Okay. But Honestly, this is a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought know. this was gonna be a clean sweep, man. Uh, I I gotta be uh, humble, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we got two more. Uh, right. these, are, these are off the field ones. Uh, first one is uh, who's who's the funnier? Who's the funnier Phil Pod? Uh, I he uh, can he can have that. I, I'm more serious, you know. I'm all about business. He's uh he's a comedian. He a uh, class clown back in the day. So uh, that then definitely the, goes to jail. This is the biggest one now. All right. This is this is you gotta be hundred percent honest here. Even if it's not okay. you, you gotta let us know. <laughs> All right. Who's who's Mama Philpot's favorite? Oh, that's definitely Tyson. Oh, she, yeah. she, she can back that too, for sure. There we go. Mama, Mama, Mama Philpot loves Tyson. I'm the I'm the youngest <laughs> child technically, so uh, you know, I've, me and Mama both had a good bond and Jalen always was close to dad, so I, I can I can get that for sure. There we go. There you go. There we go. That's the most important, important one. one. That's the one that matters. Exactly. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Most important one. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, obviously, we can't thank you enough for, for taking the time to join today. It's been awesome. We cannot wait to obviously talk to you again and see you this year because I, I, yes, I have high expectations, and I think a lot of you guys do too, especially if we bring the core back. Like We saw yep. what this team's capable of at the end of last year. So um, if there's any last words you want to say to the uh, to the Owls fans here, we'll, uh, we'll give you yeah. the floor a little bit. Yeah, no, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. You know, uh, it was great to chat with you guys, and I can't wait to be back to Montreal, you know. And, yeah, to the Montreal fans, you know, I'm excited for this up-and-coming season, and uh, just hope you guys are ready. Uh, we're going to bring – we're going to hopefully bring our great stuff back to the city and uh, just, just keep winning. So, uh, thank yes, you guys.